Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast, which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Acts. We're in, still in chapter 10, looking at verses 34 through 38, read from the New King James Version. And this is Peter preaching to Cornelius' household. Let's listen. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. The word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace, through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all, that you know, which was uh, proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. Again, Acts chapter 10, verses 34 through 38. Read from the New King James Version. I'll be back with insights and close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott. I am your host of 5 Minutes in the Word a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thank you for listening and following my podcast, which can be heard almost anywhere podcasts are heard, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. Like and follow at Minutes Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, that was Acts chapter 10, verses 34 through 38, read from the New King James Version. Peter begins by saying, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. And that is the foundation of Peter's understanding that the gospel should now go forth to Gentiles. God shows no partiality. This statement goes completely against the prevailing Jewish thought at that time that God certainly did show partiality towards the Jews and against the Gentiles. In essence, many Jews of Peter's day thought that God loved the Jews while hating the Gentiles. According to William Barclay, it was common for a Jewish man to begin the day with a prayer, thanking God that he was not a slave, a Gentile, or a woman. A basic part of the Jewish religion in the days of the New Testament was an oath that promised that one would never help a Gentile under any circumstances, even if that person was in great need. And even as far as giving them instructions, if they asked. So, you know, that was uh, 
prejudice. You can't call it nothing but that. But anyway, let me continue. And it said that, um, it, but it went even as far as refusing to help a Gentile woman at the time of her greatest need when she is giving birth because the result would be to bring another Gentile into the world. If a Jew married a Gentile, the community, the Jewish community, community would have a funeral for the Jew and considered them dead. It was thought that to enter the house of a Gentile made a Jew unclean before God. And you have to remember, this is the thinking, the uh, prevailing think, the thought of the uh, that world during the time of Simon Peter. So he's saying, you know, it's unlawful for me to be here, but God has already directed me that I should uh, go to you. And let me continue. Um, let's see. Jewish, ancient Jewish writings tell us of a Gentile woman who came to a rabbi. She confessed she was a sinner and asked to be admitted to the Jewish faith. Rabbi, she said, bring me near. The rabbi refused and simply shut the door in her face. And then it says the Gentiles were just as bad. Um, Gentiles despised the Jew as weird traditionalists and believed that they were evil plotters who worshipped pigs. After all, they thought, Jewish uh, uh, Jews refused to eat pork, so they must worship pigs. All this changed with the spread of the gospel. Christianity was the first religion that disregarded racial, cultural, and national, national limitations. And that's important. Christianity was the first religion to disregard racial, cultural, and national limitations. While the Jews show this kind of partiality, they were uh, not being faithful to God's heart. That again, this is teachings by their their Jewish leaders. Every nation who uh, should fear God, and those who do are accepted by Him. Peter points to uh, was not to imply that men like Cornelius were already right before God. But they still needed a savior, uh, and God didn't see color; He didn't. He only sees the heart. God does not see economic status. Again, He looks at the heart, and He is the Lord of all, which is a powerful statement showing the Lord's deity, the deity of Jesus Christ. Jesus, uh, uh, Peter could never say this if Jesus was not and is not. God, he is Lord of all, both Jew and Gentile. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are Lord of all, that you don't look at us 
by our color, by our um, religion, by our skin color, by our nationality. We thank you that you look at the heart. We thank you for that. Because God, you know that man looks at the outward. And Father, we thank you that you look at the heart. So we thank you for that. Father, we're praying for those, as usual, that need you in a special way. Praying for those in um, those missionaries that go uh, try to spread the word, your word, throughout the world. Praying for those who are um, in um, those who are ministering to oppressed people all over the world. Praying for those that, uh, praying for the many Christian converts from whatever religion they are, whether they're uh, Islamic or Muslim or uh, whichever religion that does, and it's so many other pagan religions. God, we thank you and thank you for uh, converting and changing. And again, as we read about Cornelius and bringing his whole family, they wanted, they had a zeal, they had a burning to learn of, of your word. Father, and those who are sharing, give them uh, the, the insight, give them the message that meets the needs of the people who are waiting to hear what you have to say. And Father, we're thanking you in advance for answered prayers. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed. Thank you.